In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Cleanse my heart and my lips, Almighty God, that I may proclaim your gospel worthily. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel, according to Mark. At that time, while teaching in the temple, Jesus said, How can the scribes maintain that the Christ is the son of David? David himself, moved by the Holy Spirit, said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand, and I will put your enemies under your feet. David himself calls him Lord. In what way then can he be his son? And the great majority of the people heard this with delight. The Gospel of the Lord Up to this point, our Lord had been challenged and questioned from all sides. But now his opponents have run out of questions or courage with which to confront him. From this point on, our Lord goes on the offensive. He begins to question his interrogators. Having the temple as a backdrop to the scene places everything in perspective. A potent reminder that we don't get to accuse and question God on his turf. It is we who are in the dock and being judged. Our Lord poses this provocative question. How can the scribes maintain that Christ is the son of David? This is not to be taken as him denying the description, but merely inviting them to open their minds and hearts, to reflect more deeply on scriptures, and to see what it has to reveal about the Messiah. Our Lord had already implicitly accepted the Messianic title of son of David, which was spoken by the blind man, Bartimaeus, whom he had healed. He never vigorously rejected that accolade, which implies that he approved of it. So drawing from Psalm 110, attributed to King David, our Lord raises an apparent interpretive dilemma. But before he does this, he emphasizes the authority of the passage by stating that David wrote this under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, so God is the true author of these words, not David. Psalm 110, in its original context, was an enthronement psalm sung at the coronation of the kings of Judah, the sons of David. The new king is promised royal dominion and victory over his enemies. The psalmist addressed the king as my lord, a title of honor, a title which is used as a euphemistic substitute for the name of God since God's name is so holy that it cannot be uttered. The ambivalence creates the tension in the interpretation of the text. At the time of Jesus, this psalm was used as a prophetic text, pointing to the coming Messiah who was said to be a descendant of King David, a son of David. Now Jesus uses this particular interpretation to question the text itself. How can a Messiah be David's son if David himself calls the Messiah Lord? This would imply that the Messiah is superior to David. So, is the, Mas the Messiah some earthly political leader who is descended from David, or is he something greater? This line of questioning is meant to expand the narrow interpretive lenses which the religious leaders used. 
Jesus, the son of David, the Lord of David, is so much more than what the people were expecting. Could he even be the equivalent of God whom the people addressed as Lord? St. Mark notes that the people received this teaching with delight. Every oppressed people often look for the coming of a hero, a leader, someone who will inspire them and lead them to freedom. This was the expectation of the Jews for a Messiah. But the good news is that God gave them and all of us something far greater, something beyond their wildest imagination. God himself will come in person, in the flesh, to lead us, inspire us, and free us, not just from earthly oppressors and dictators, but from the shackles of sin and death, to which every man or woman is fettered and enslaved. We rejoice because we know now that our Lord has indeed been victorious and he has put all his enemies under his feet. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.